Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk-taking, and the commonalities of successful people. Subscribe to our podcasts wherever you like to listen by searching Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Also, you may simply like FlagandBanner.com's Facebook page to watch our live stream and receive timely notifications of upcoming guests. My guest today, Miss Amy Bramlett-Turner, is a professional ballerina. To grasp the totality of this artist, you need to know. She not only dances in toe shoes, but she is also a trained jazz, tap, and contemporary dancer, as well as a clogger, too. Amy has danced all over the world, on land and at sea, having worked for both Royal Caribbean and Princess Cruise Lines. In addition, she has been a featured soloist dancer in countless works across Europe and the United States. I would list them, but some of these European names are just too big for me. Two of her experiences you will easily recognize. She was an intern with Radio City Music Hall, Rockettes, and a top 60 finalist in season eight of So You Think You Can Dance. Today, Amy has a master's in dance education and is sharing her passion with students at Hot Springs Middle and High Schools. She says, I'm working toward my lifelong goal of dedicating myself to exposing students to the power of dance and bringing my experience and knowledge to my hometown of Hot Springs and Central Arkansas. It is a pleasure to welcome to the table the ballerina, choreographer, dance teacher, and community activist, Miss Amy Bramlett. Amy, are you still dancing? I'm kind of old now. I don't, I don't, um, you know, I don't perform ballet full time anymore. So, but I am, I guess that's one, one hat I wear. When is, when does a ballerina have to hang up her toe shoes? Oh, there's so many that dance well into their 60s. No, 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 no. Yes, it it, it happens these days, Um, but it takes, you know, it, it's a lifelong ballet is just ballet and dance in general once you're um captivated by it it's a lifelong passion and so a lot of people they'll never hang them up um for me i when i turned my life into a, more of a teaching when a uh, teaching profession i still performed on the side and on weekends and uh several nutcrackers um and but then when i got pregnant with my first with my child i hung them up because which I was, was a year and a half ago Yes, ma'am. And uh, I would have been like eight months pregnant in the Nutcracker, so I didn't want to. I couldn't do that. I couldn't fit in the tutu, right? Um, I think it'd have been cute, right? <laughs> you sound like Cindy. Um, I I am thinking about. It's a possibility that uh, I'm going to be the Sugar Plum Fairy in North Arkansas Dance Theater's Nutcracker this year. So we're working on that. I got to get back in sh- my ballerina shape. In your tutu. Uh, that's, yeah. That's uh, quite a drive to go up and practice for rehearsal. Uh, well, being the Sugar Plum Fairy, that's something I've done you, since you, I was 18. You know yeah. It. And so uh, it's just a matter of rehearsing with a partner. And we go up, we rehearse the night before, and then we put on three shows uh, within the next two days. So it's like a three, four day thing, not a. You know, one thing, thing people don't think about is. You know, you can be a painter, and you can hang up your brushes, and then you can come back to paint. Mm-hmm. But you can never stop 
You're, I mean, a dancer is an athlete. You yes. can never stop practicing. Yeah. You it's, lose you know, it. every day your muscles and your body changes every day. Like, and since our body is our instrument, um, you have to keep in class. You have to go back to that ballet bar or, you know, that technique class all the time to keep your body as a well-tuned instrument. So, uh, yes, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get on that uh, for this nutcracker season, but we'll see. Trying to get a regiment going. Yes. Yes. Well, and a lot of it is just, it's just hard teaching full time to, um, to also go and take class. But I try to do as much full out with my kids as I can, because that helps as well. Was your mother a dancer? She wasn't. Um, my dad says I get my dancing legs from him. So, uh, but neither one of them were dancers like professionally, uh, but they have been my biggest number ones from day one. When did you start taking dance? Uh, I well, I used to put on shows for my families when I was like probably five or six years old. But I didn't start taking uh, actual like going to actual dance classes until I was eight. Um, I took with Andrea Perkowski in Hot Springs, and she's still one of like my best mentors and role models. And she's just one of those lifelong educators. So um, I still look to her, and I think a lot of how I teach is stemmed from her. Um, and then my ballet teacher, Edmund Cooper, he's also in Hot Springs. So uh, I started with them when I was eight. Are you supposed to, is there a certain age that you should start? If I've got a young daughter or son, Gray, you actually went to ballet class. It's true. I did Aww. when I was six years old. Yes. <laughs> it's one, you know, it depends on uh, the kid. I think, you know, some kids, they need more um, experience socializing or um, expanding their creativity. So it really just depends on your child. But I think like five, four or five is a good age, you know, but that seems so eight early is not to me. too late. Eight is not. <laughs> Misty Copeland, right? I read about her. Mm-hmm. You know how old she was when she took her first ballet class? I think almost a teen, right? She's 13 yeah. years old. I think she's 12 or 13. And everybody's like, oh, that's too late. And she's yeah. the best in the world. Well, you just have to work hard. It's all about work ethic, you know. Don't you think it's also you have to have the the, the muscular structure, structure for it? You know, it is um, so much of the dance world has been known that you have to be a certain size and a certain... Uh, you know, a certain height, a certain body shape, but or a certain skin color, even. But well, in our, she's African American, exactly, so that and that's work. it's so wonderful now in our day that we are actually um, breaking those barriers. That dance is all inclusive; that you can be any body type, height, shape, skin color. Um, there's a big movement right now with um, tights and shoes coming in more than just pink. You know, because the ballet pink tights mm-hmm. are typical of, you know, it's a tradition. Mm-hmm. But ballet came from, you know, from Europe and where it was Caucasian people. Oh, sure. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it has a Caucasian history. Mm-hmm. And so now in our world, especially in America, when we have so much diversity, um, the dance world is finally like em- embracing and catering to that, I think. So that's really exciting, uh, especially for my kids. My I have a very diverse population um, full of beautiful kids from different backgrounds and so to give them the opportunity to dance that it's that they might not necessarily have um if it wasn't provided in the public school system then that's it's quite quite amazing quite inspiring i read in high profile that little rock arkansas's recent mayor frank scott took ballet 
I know he took a lot of dance, and I know mm-hmm. he loves dance. And I think he said, I should have checked that, but I think he said in that high profile that he took ballet and loved it. Well, you know, it's a beautiful individual art form that you do as a group. So it has that athletic team quality about it where you are dancing with other people, you are training, it's a discipline, but it's also a very individual artistic expression. So it has, I think that's what is so special and what's so specific about any kind of dance um, education is that you get that athletic training as a group and so you get that camaraderie and that relationship with people. Well, there's, no better, there's no better figure than a male ballerina. I'm just Uh-oh, saying yes. right now. Yes. <laughs> He, they have got the best muscle structure because they have to hold mm-hmm. those girls up. Now, I, it is a detriment to be too tall. Just because when you spread your arms out and you're doing circles, your center of gravity and your arms well, are way out there, it makes yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a tall girl, and you get past five, four, it gets hard to do a turn and stay straight. You kind of like spin out like a top. Yeah, but then at the same time, uh, I think it's just about finding and accepting your body and finding the most efficient way to move. Because I have some some of my tallest girls, you know, five, they're like five, I have a couple that are five nine, five ten. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to dance so little like the other girls. I said, no, loves, you have to expand and you fly through the sky, you soar. Like you touch the walls, you reach past the ceiling because that's, it's all about embracing your body and finding the most efficient way to dance. That way you can dance forever and you don't have to retire when you're 20 years old. Speaking <laughs> of the tall girls, the extension that they have mm-hmm. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And their leaps and their, you know, their gazelles. But the turns are extremely hard for them. It's just that finding that different center of gravity, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not, I'm 5'3 and like three quarters. Um, but it's a perfect height for a ballerina because you well, put on a three inch toe shoe Right, but most people a lot of a lot of times you go into auditions, and if you're not five, four and a half, four, five, five, or you know whatever their specific type is for the company or the job, um, they'll just say thank you very much. But a lot of directors or choreographers, they always thought I was taller than um, I really am because I dance big. But I was taught to take up space and to um, you know how to control that center of gravity and to move through space to always dance bigger than I than I was, you know. So it's just a matter. Do you think everybody should take dance? I do. I think that dance education should be um, not an elite thing that only people that can afford private um, private instruction should have. I think it should be um, within the public school system, like uh, how I'm so fortunate to be at Hot Springs School District where I get to teach 7th through 12th grade. Um, so I see them for years, and I'm their dance teacher for years. So um, I see them first. Maybe they had never been in a dance class before, and they, when they think dance, they think maybe something on YouTube, or they think so. You think you can dance, or you know, um, they have their own, or maybe that you know they think dance maybe is the like how their family does, like they have salsa at home. Um, so you know they all have their own experiences. So to be culturally responsive to that and say yes, you know this is our dance lives in all of us, but just in different ways. And then this let me help you find the technique and alignment so that you can be efficient in your movement. It does help with confidence. Oh my gosh, so much, so much, so much. It's that individual artistic expression. They find their voice. They find themselves. What do you think that is the hardest thing about dancing? Um, you know, I think sometimes it's ourselves. I have, um, I've seen, I've had students that 
they think that it's not possible for them to do it because maybe of their skin color or their height or their weight or their body structure or something maybe, about their appearance. Yeah, or something maybe just they're not financially able or maybe, you know, they have this they have this wall up that says you know, you're not good enough or you'll never be good enough. So I think the hardest part is getting past that, that where you, if you, if I can help instill in them some, just a wee bit of self-confidence in how that this is my body, this is that I'm proud of my body and I can make, here's how do I can make it stronger and more flexible, um, you know, and more efficient, but to, to really instill that like loving your body to take mm-hmm. care of their body so that you know so that maybe they don't grow up to be smokers or have eating disorders or you know and they really invest in their instrument i think that's i looked at some of your hard. choreography that you did on your website which is oh, what is your website uh, amy bramlett it is oh lordy it's new <laughs> amy i think well it's, i think i just googled amy yeah. bramlett Little, yeah, you'll it find it. It's a right website, <laughs> and uh, and I went to it, and you have a lot of videos about some mm-hmm. of the stuff you did, and you really do embrace the differences in all of your children. You put mm-hmm. you choreograph the most fluid and pretty dances, <laughs> and you can tell they are in love with it. Mm-hmm. It, it was too. very very uplifting. If anybody's listening and is interested in any kind of dance, they should go to your website. Just get inspired and. I don't know what should they do next amy well i think just reach out you know we have i have my um my website i think it's amy d bramlett at like wix like dot wix site you know because i haven't gotten the domain yet um dot dance educator i but think that's not everybody what it is. lives in hot springs is going to be listening to this show right so if you if and if you go online um you know, I have a Hot Springs Junior Academy and World Class High School dance, and I try to post everything. We also have the I also have the Hot Springs Dance Troupe, which is our advanced company um, that is audition only. That they all go to Hot Springs. Um, Are there high sponsorships school. for people that want to take yes. dance? Well, you know, uh, right now we fundraise for so much, and you name it, we've done it. We just did a car wash. We did. Um, we go out. We sell ads for our program. So. We're always looking for sponsors for our T-shirts. Um, this the best part of my program, I think, um, at Hot Springs is that the kids don't pay for costumes or shoes. They can buy their own shoes if they want to, but nobody pays for a costume because costumes are expensive. And I don't believe that any child should um, not get one if they can't afford it, and mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a financial burden. So mm-hmm. they pay twenty five dollars for their T-shirt for the year, and that's that's the only thing they have to pay for um and everything else is provided and so we do that through these sponsorships of um ads for our program um we sell you know we do all the typical things we sell cookie dough mm-hmm. and may have car washes but um you know they can contact me at bramlet a at hssd.net and we're always looking for sponsorships if you want to sponsor just one child if you want to pay 25 dollars and that's there and it gets them a t-shirt and a free leotard actually at the you know so that they really feel like a dancer because sometimes um you know kids come in and they see the ballet bars and they'll, you know, they're, it's their first time in the studio with Marley Floor and mirrors and a sound system. It's intimidating. And it's very intimidating, yes. So um, just getting them on top of that, getting them into a form-fitting leotard and tights, they're like, whoa, what's this? But they need to see their muscles. They need to see their alignment so that they can begin that process of accepting their body and celebrating um, 
their unique qualities as an individual. So I love it. I had my son sign up for ballet for one whole year. I think you did it, but at least he did it. It was yes. a year and a half. A year and a half. I was five and six, and then once in high school, and that was Ooh. it. Oh, that's right. You mm-hmm. did tap in high school. <gasps> mm-hmm. All three of my boys took tap in high school. Mm-hmm. The, and you know how the teachers love that. Mm-hmm. The teachers are like, three boys. I got three yes. boys. <laughs> I would be jumping up and down. I know. It was fun. Uh, but now let's talk about education and training. How important is it to go to college for dance? Can, can you not go to college and be a professional dancer? You can. Um, There's so many different pathways. It kind of just depends um, what genre you're going, you know, what your goal is. Um, For me, I knew I wanted to perform and I really wanted to, in high school, I wanted to go and, and this is a great thing. I went to Hot Springs High School and so I now teach at my alma mater. So I bleed very black and gold. And um, I remember in high school, Mm -hmm. I wanted nothing more but to get out of Arkansas to dance um, because that's I was a teenager and I want I just wanted to dance yes um but my uh my ballet teacher and my other my other you know just high school teachers they strongly encouraged me to dance in college instead of just trying to go make it you were just um, going to go to New York. I just, well, I was never really drawn to New York for Where whatever reason. Where were you going to go? I don't know. Where, whoever wanted to hire me. I didn't care. <laughs> I'd go anywhere. Um, but I'm so glad. And I did I did the audition thing. So I auditioned for Juilliard and a couple, Oklahoma has really great dance programs. Um, and then I went to TCU, which is Texas Christian University, which is actually where my ballet teacher um, went to school. And so he was kind of pushing me there. And I was um, I was an alternate for their big dance scholarship my first year. But after I, I ended up going to TCU and I was um, accepted as a ballet and modern dance major and they gave me scholarships. And so after my first year there, I was an alternate for the big the they only give two forty thousand dollar scholarships. And so I was an alternate for that. Um, and after my freshman year, they gave that to me. So I had that for the rest of my time there. Um, and I think I really push for my kids to go to college and study dance because it not only continues your training, but you get to, you know, you get to be in different choreographers' works. Um, you get to train with amazing people, make connections, network. Um, I think at TCU, I learned not only how to be a professional and how to market myself, but also how to be a teacher, how to be a choreographer, how to be a lighting designer, how to sew costumes. Like you learn all the different hats that you'll have to wear so that they're making you a, an active artist. They're not just making you a dancer. And so different university programs have different focus. You know, you can go, um, you can study dance pedagogy or go more the performance dance pedagogy? Oh, like teaching oh. <laughs> you can go more uh, like dance education way or you can go performance or you can go ballet versus modern or jazz so there's a lot of different um university programs uh ua little rock has now has their degree program when i was in school it wasn't there and so that wasn't an option for me but um ua little rock has a dance program yes oh it has a ballet program doesn't it yes they actually i think they now offer a bfa like a bachelor's in fine arts and a ba so that's really they're just slightly different focused programs i believe um i actually had seven seniors audition um from hot springs world-class high school and i had seven accepted and four of those were on scholarship so i was that was 
a really life-changing moment for me and my and kids for yeah for them oh my gosh like they didn't even think that that was an option you it know especially you as a teacher doesn't oh it? it does and i think as an educator too just i think i feel like i constantly have to advocate for our <laughs> program and for our my kids because you know sometimes people have different ideas of dance just like the kids have different ideas of what a dance class is when they mm -hmm. walk into my studio administrators community members they all have different ideas as well so i think giving them um, as much information as possible showing them you know all the different training that comes with the dance education that and then having seniors don't get scholarships how much goes in to how mm -hmm. much there is if you want to go to lighting and choreography oh, yeah. and costumes mm -hmm. and sets if you want to do all of that mm -hmm. it can get very deep and i hear uh people talk a lot about technique mm -hmm. is that what you learn in college from the different well, dance instructors you have to have a strong technique as growing up like you um we i stress technique to my kids it's not just about um, creating pretty dances or not so pretty dances <laughs> you know it's about um, giving them that strong foundation of classical and contemporary technique so that when they go to college because when they go to when they go to audition it's going to be a ballet class and a modern class so when you talk or, about technique are you talking about the ballet positions is mm -hmm. that the is that the technique well, we yeah, talk about yeah um, so using turnout um, having okay. the flexibility and the efficiency to work through turned out and turned in positions in modern um, and jazz dance they you know work through turned out and parallel um so if you don't know if you haven't been in a dance class you're and you go to audition for a dance program you're gonna be lost yeah and so it's hard for me you know i have my kids within the school day so i am very i try to structure it very um strong that we have ballet days and modern days and jazz days and give them units of study and tap and clog so that they get a strong foundation in technique but also exposure to african dance and to clogging and you know different mm -hmm. world forms well i see in your under on your resume that you sent me mm -hmm. i see under education one two three four five i think i see five or six universities you went to oh uh, well i studied or were they special classes or yeah um, continuing education maybe? yes yes um so like the tulsa ballet tulsa ballet that's I did a that very as, prominent yes i was only 15 or 16 i did that for a couple summers um those are what we call summer intensives so um you go for like two to four weeks you know somewhere and you can and do you that study. when you're in high school oh yes I actually have Oh, I think I have like five or six students right now. I have one at TBT, which is uh, at TCU. So uh -huh. uh, that's Texas Ballet Theater. I have one at the Glenda Brown Project in Kansas City right now. I have one student at uh, Ballet Arkansas right now. And another, um, I have two others uh, at Arkansas Governor's School right now, which they're not dancing, but they used um, their choreography experiences in their application for governor's school. Are they all girls school. or is there any boys? They all, those students are all girls. I do have, uh, I think I, I have less than 10 That's boys good. in my program, but it kind of fluctuates. Sometimes I have a couple more, a couple less. So if they knew 
that they were going to get to hold girls up in the air and skimpy leotards. I don't know why I all know. of them wouldn't sign up for it. I try. We did. Uh, we have a National Honor Society for Dance Arts. Uh, we just established the chapter last year. So this was our first full year. It's a national organization. Um, the kids have to have so many points and they earn points by participating in so many different dance courses and performances, flash mobs and that kind of thing. And my leaders of that uh, National Honor Society, they started, they led it stretching and uh, we had to call it stretching yoga, but it was really our jazz warm up mm -hmm. um, for the basketball team this year. Harder than it looks, isn't it, basketball yes. players? They did it twice and we're going to blame it on scheduling that they didn't come back. We're hoping that we'll get it we'll do it more this year so because our basketball team is very good but they're not flexible <laughs> so with, you yes, know I and know. sometimes it helps with injury prevention you know to, to have that flexibility and to have that um that kind of ritual that you could do before games to get in the zone and in your body and that way your body has a like a Dancing with, Dancing with the Stars has had a couple of athletes on mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. um, the Dallas Cowboy uh, running back. But he said it was one of the hardest things he's ever yeah. done. And he was a champion Dallas Cowboy running back for years. And he says he won Dancing with the Stars in the second mm -hmm. or third season. And uh, there was another one on there that talked about the discipline of dance and how mm -hmm. incredibly hard it is. Well, because you, you not only have to do it, but you have to look good doing it too. And you also were somewhere in England. Yeah. What is it? Uh, Ormskirk. Ormskirk, Ormskirk, England. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to study abroad when I was uh, at TCU. And I was, uh, we studied physical theater over in England and got to go to the Fringe Festival in Scotland. And it's just one of those uh, moments in your life where I knew that this had changed me as an artist. Um, so a lot of my work now that I do with my students um, at Hot Springs is that we work with something called social justice art. And so we talk about things that bother us in the world. And I find out, you know, the, the kids write about um, and they watch things to get inspired about anything that bothers them in the world. So this past semester we did uh, poetry and I brought in a guest poet who's a famous local poet at in Hot Springs, uh, Kai Coggin, and she talked about poetry and poetic devices, and she had a collection of social justice poems, and so my students went through and chose a poem based on the the social justice issue that they have a problem with. So some of them were abuse, immigration, um, school shootings, gun violence, mm -hmm. um, you know, these were not happy topics these were very sensitive uh and sometimes personal topics mm. that some of my kids really um experience and go through so uh it was a little bit scary at first as an educator because you don't know what they're going to do you know especially these are high school kids and you're giving them the power to have a voice but we so we they took up the poem and that was their structure for their choreography and this is the first time we had like a student choreography show um and they all did these in in school and the another layer of it is that they couldn't perform their own work they had to teach it to another student so another student might not feel that way about that issue but they had to embody that they and they had to have that kind of open communication and you know be open to taking risk and supporting their fellow dancer because they wanted to make that vision come true so i had wonderful i mean so powerful um and the, my students they 
they blew me away. They created works that were just gut-wrenching, some of them, because it's coming from them. They are, you know, it's their voice. I had no say in it. They designed the costume, the music. Some of them uh, read their poems as the music, didn't even have music. You know, that was all part of their choreographic process. Um, and they journal about it along the way to reflect, and then they we give each other feedback on it, and it's very... Um, objective, you know, it's like, okay, I saw this, I saw that, you know, there was a powerful moment here, and it's, you know, it's nothing like, oh, I didn't like it, like, you're, you know, there's kind oh, of no, rules no, to no. our yes, discussion, sure. so we have this reflective feedback process, um, and there's rules to the discussion, and they're, they're very, they, they keep each other in line, like, because they're like, oh, no, you, you can't say you didn't like it, like, I really saw that, and that usually means they really liked it, they're like, I really saw that you took time to show the force of this and this you know so how just did, their how language long a period did that take to do was um, it a semester it it was like two months that we spent in class and they were court from the time that they chose their poem to um performance it was only two months did they perform it in front of just each other or in front of other people they had the they had to perform it in front of just their class um and then they had the option which i strongly encouraged and um, might have given extra points um for if they auditioned it to be in our student choreography show and most of them did audition um i think there were 32 dances and 25 of them auditioned um and we took i brought in judges you know mm -hmm. to kind of adjudicators not judges but mm -hmm. adjudicators to say okay this one's it's well thought out it's well planned it's well rehearsed this one can go on stage um so it has nothing to do with like oh i didn't like that dance so it's not going it's just about um it's not about our viewpoints it's that we can all have a viewpoint and as long as it's well rehearsed and well thought out then that's you know that's fine what so, about the injuries that come from being a dancer um, I mean, everybody has their tendencies, uh, you know, when you're working, that's what's so important about technique class, um, is to like my tendency. I am very pigeon toed. I get that from my mama. You are a ballet dancer <laughs> and you're very pigeon toed. Pigeon -toed. My How's mom, your turnout? Well, I got to work it, you know, you got to find those muscles to work it. But if I let my ankles roll in like to pronate, then I was starting to get like knee and ankle, um, problems like when I was like 17 or 18, but you have to adjust it and work i had to figure out what's right for my body and how what muscles i need to work and what it's a lot of like mind body connection um so teaching students to have that mind body connection mm -hmm. is hard but it's a it's a whole it's called somatic practice um but so teaching them to do that that helps prevent injuries because the more you know about your body and the more you know about your tendencies and your habits the more well-educated and knowledgeable you are to fix those things so you could have a longer life dancing. I'm speaking today with Miss Amy Bramlett, professional ballerina and current dance instructor and choreographer at Hot Springs High School in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Um, I wanted to ask her, though, what it's like to perform to travel i know dancers mm -hmm. travel a lot mm -hmm. it's 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 not a home life you've got to really be dedicated to it you've got to really yes. love it was there something that happened a year and a half ago or three <laughs> years ago how long let's see when did you quit when did you um, move home 19 2015 1920 2015 uh, 14 2014 14. yep 14. was there something that happened yes actually okay. uh so i was dancing on I think it was the Grand Princess, if I remember right, um, which is a cruise ship. And we were in Alaska. 
I think. Yeah. And um, something was hurting my foot and it had been hurting for um, a little bit and it just felt like sharp, sharp pains um, and it got worse and worse. And it, it's just something that happens um, when you wear. It's typical for actually older women for when they wear high heels. Uh, their whole life uh so i had morton's neuromas in what my it's uh when your nerve is pushed to the um out from between your bones but to the bottom of your it was pushed to the bottom of my foot so every time uh i was you know pushing off the ball of my foot which is you know most of my life um and in heels dancing or in point shoes um so I it's the be, ball of your yeah it, well it's the nerve it was the nerve between my like two metatarsal bones um and it was being stepped on like it had pushed from between the bones to the bottom so i was walking on raw nerve and dancing on raw nerve um and i just couldn't take it anymore and so they disembarked me to have surgery um and at the end of 2013 and so i was waiting for my surgery i was planning to go back to the ship i just was disembarked so i was kind of bummed but in the meantime i think that's when i did like a guest residency at henderson state um with their dance company because they have a wonderful dance minor program um under jennifer maddox and i was uh pulled into teaching at oaklawn elementary which is hot Springs school district's um, performing arts elementary school and I was just waiting for my surgery. So I wasn't like I could walk, but I just was in pain. Um, I actually did a couple nutcrackers because, you know, what do you do? It was Christmas season. Um, so nutcracker Take season. Take a lot of pain pills. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those things when you're a dancer, you're, you kind of have that mentality. It's or an, any you're athlete. An athlete. Yeah, it's you're just, just an athlete. Yeah. You know, you got to push You have through. to know your, your own limits. Get and a steroid so I knew shot. I could do it. Get a exactly. steroid shot. Oh, in your no. Foot. That's a big no no as a dancer because you always want to feel your body. So when you get a, like a cortisone shot, you can't feel and then you can oh. hurt yourself worse. So that's a big no no. I thought that's um, what athletes did. I think athletes might. I don't know. I think athletes might do that, but dancers are taught not to do that because we're all about feeling our body and having that mind-body connection, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, so I was waiting for my surgery and I had it right before Christmas. Um, in the meantime, I did meet uh, Mr. Zachary Turner, who's mm. now my husband. Um, and I had my surgery and I never went back because they offered me the middle and high school position at Hot Springs um, School District. And it kind of all fell into my lap and God had a plan and I didn't know that that was it, but um, I thought I was too young to take that job. And But with the mixture of uh, meeting um, Zach and having the job offered to me, that was kind of a dream come true because it was my alma mater. It's where my parents went to high school. My whole family went to high school there. And um, I knew that, like, I, I, I thought, I didn't know. I thought I could make a difference, maybe. Um, I think you are. And so, yeah, so I stuck around. Because I, I had been traveling to dance for a long time, for years. I had missed a couple Christmases and Thanksgivings. And um, sometimes you get tired of being in different time zones all the time, like Skyping my mom and dad at random hours of the night, you know, um, to kind of keep. That so you graduate connection. from you graduate from college. Mm -hmm. You probably get a job with a dance troupe. I I went straight to Royal Caribbean. Um, like I think I graduated in May, and I think I I packed up all my stuff, took it home, brought it back to Hot Springs, and then I um, flew to Florida for rehearsals in June. Like and I then was you were with Royal Caribbean for. <gasps> 
I did one ship with them. So I think I was with them. That contract was eight or nine months. And then um, I switched over to Princess Cruise Lines. Uh, they just offered me a different contract and that I got to go to Europe. So I did that because <laughs> um, my first one was in the Caribbean. Um, so I went to Europe and saw, such, I mean, everything, Italy, Venice, um, Barcelona, like France, like everywhere. You see Greece, like you just see everywhere. Um, and doing what I love and getting to meet so many people from all walks of life. Cause you know, on cruise ships, um, I was actually one of probably like 10 Americans, you know, um, uh, of the crew, the crew members are from all over. And so dancing and working with people from such different backgrounds, that was really enticing for me. Like I just wanted to soak up like all they knew and um, my dance one of my dance partners I danced with um was from Belarus and it's like where is that you know <laughs> so like just learning from him um and dancing ballroom with him was such an experience you know that's one of those life experiences that mm -hmm. I felt very fortunate to have so did that for a couple years and then that's when I got hurt and how many years all totaled were you out oh I think three and a half something and you went to yeah. school for four yes and then you went and then you were a professional dancer for three mm -hmm. and then five years ago you became a teacher i did do all dancers become teachers eventually no not necessarily like that's kind of like the the thing the thought and it's it makes sense but not all good dancers are teachers you know just like not all like artists are teachers um some are better choreographers and so they they step into that or they go into like arts administration um where they're executive directors or you know they work in marketing for a dance company or you know oh, whatever mm -hmm. you know that kind of administration kind of thing mm -hmm. um i did not realize that i was such a teacher and that i love um i love dance education um and i think uh, i just graduated with my master's in dance education from uh, the university of north carolina at greensboro while you were teaching you got a master's yes and that is a really amazing program because i actually went to dance in north carolina um, for three summers in a row so your foot doesn't hurt anymore no we're okay it's, it's just constantly numb because there's no nerve there so oh, it's is just, that what they it's do like they asleep. just cut the nerve yeah out? they like burn it out so it's fine mm. um it's fine it's not a big deal i think i might have to have it done on the other foot eventually but it's fine um so yeah the last three years i've been not only teaching but um, working on my master's so it's like an online program during the year and we are studying and creating curriculum and implementing it into your um, classroom so like in order to get this master's you have to be a teacher in in a public school or university setting like you know in some kind of or a studio setting so um learned so much about myself as a teacher as a person as an artist as a choreographer um and so now just passing that on to my kids and they've kind of you know they've had the curriculum implemented like my the poetry unit we were mm -hmm. talking about oh, so that came from your master's that class? came yeah that was my thesis and so i wrote you know so i have this 150 page thesis on all the reflective practice and poet um the cross-disciplinary interdisciplinary approaches to teaching and um, you know how the arts how it makes so much sense for dance um, some dance is such an embodiment of like experience so it makes so much sense to use dance to teach all kinds of you know all kinds of things history and language arts and all the things 
I want to take this minute to tell everybody that yeah. you're listening to Up in Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and that I'm speaking today with Miss Amy Bramlett, professional ballerina, current dance instructor, and choreographer at Hot Springs Middle and High School in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Is there a trick to remembering the steps? <laughs> yeah, muscle memory. That's the hardest part no, to me. No, it's just muscle memory. You got to just do it, you know, repeat it. And some people, some people rely on music. You know, they want to ba 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 da da da. You know, or but some people rely on counts where it's like one, two, three, and a four. You know, so it just you have to define how your mind. You have to find how your mind and your body um, interprets the movement, and then do it over and over and over. And when you'll it's have a muscle long memory. dance, yeah. I'm like, how can they remember that your arm goes up here and your leg goes back that's there I, and your that's head how I feel goes about that way? Actors, I'm like, how y'all remember all those? Lines? I agree. I how get so they nervous. Remember all those lines? I, I don't know. I I get so nervous. I've had to, um, you know, when you're a dancer, you're in musicals and things, and so I have lines, and I get I get more nervous about my two lines than I do dancing for, you know, two hours. <laughs> So if you do dance and you continue, if it's muscle memory Mm -hmm. and you are dancing and you keep making the wrong step and then you do it again and you make the wrong step and then you do it again and you make the wrong step, how do you ever make the right step? Well, it's just a matter of breaking it down in a different way that works for you. Do it slower? Do it right? Yeah. Slower? Do it right? mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes I have kids that need the counts. I'm personally like more of a rhythm person. Like if I hear the music and like I kind of sing the steps with the music, that's how like my body remembers. But some kids need counts or some, you know, and some dancers need counts or they might need um, to think about it in a mathematical way because dance, you know, dance and music is very mathematical. Mm-hmm. Um, so some I have one particular student. I know that I need to break it down mathematically for her. Um, so it's just a matter of it's kind of like that differentiation of instruction and figuring out how each of your kids learn. And if there's something that they're not doing and you keep telling them, well, you got to find a different way to tell them because it's not making sense to them. You That's because you care. I, I do. I care so much. I love yeah. them. I, I'm so blessed to be in my position. Um, you know, I, we're the only dance program in Hot Springs. There's no, the other school districts in Garland County don't have a dance program. So I feel very blessed that my own alma mater has this beautiful dance program that is like my home like it's it's my home it's my little dance family it's like your destiny it is i love it how many students do you have i have 150 every year um i have 15 in my dance troupe which is my audition only company um two managers and then two apprenticeships so those are um, young ladies that might have audition they did audition but they didn't make it but i see potential in them so i offer them a apprenticeship where they can come to all of our classes and rehearsals um and get that experience so the next time when they want to audition that they'll be better off oh i you love know, that. So that yeah how, so, how old's your oldest uh dancer or mm-hmm. my child <laughs> no your oldest dancer dancer uh I was my seniors so some of them are 18 um, i thought i, I read I where you had 70 year old dancer. oh that's fun yes i have to like you know when i teach in studios i have uh or actually on cruise ships too you know they always want you to teach a dance class so you know it could be 88 like i think my oldest tap dancer was 68 but my oldest like at sea that was like 88 and she was wonderful was like, she amazing. wonderful was she used yes. to be a dancer or something no she was just 
she just was just loved dancing. Like she had danced when she was a child, but wasn't ever professional or anything. But yes, she was wonderful. That was Miss uh, Miss Kathy. She well, liked it's cruise a great too. exercise. To, oh yeah, to keep dancing. It brings joy, and it's a great form of exercise. I think everybody should dance. I, you know, I just mm. love it. One word to sum you up. Oh, I don't know. What do y'all think? What do you <laughs> enthusiastic? <Extra. laughs> My kids call me extra. extra all the time. Extra. You're so extra, Miss B. It's just oh, a love modern it. word for yeah. enthusiastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They're so you're so extra, Miss B. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming of on, course. Amy. Here's a gift for you. Oh yay! So you, I need to tell everybody that you actually performed at Dancing into Dreamland <gasps> a couple of years ago. You yes. brought your kids up. So my dance troupe was formed when we went to perform at Dancing into Dreamland in 2015. When we came back from that, they were my administration was like, okay, you can have a dance, like a little dance company. And because I said, okay, I took this group of kids. We went over. They won People's Choice. We've already gone to Europe to perform our own rep. We raised $48,000 to take 13 students to Europe, and we were in Austria, Germany, and Italy in 2018. And so we've been invited again. It's for um, it's called Stars of Tomorrow. So we are currently fundraising for that um, for my dance troupe now that will be performing in Europe in 2021. So we have a little less than about a year and a half to raise $48,000 again. So here we go again. So I think we're coming back this year because most of my yeah because uh, most of my um, original ones they were only in eighth grade Mm -hmm. and now they're seniors. Are they going to be performing? Yes, it's the champion this year. Dancing into Dreamland is the tournament of champions, and you won your dance trip once, so you get to come come back. back. I'm so glad they're going to be around. I I worried that they wouldn't be around. No, it's all it's so full circle. It's perfect because they're seniors, and now I have all the little ones, like you know, my ninth, tenth, eleventh graders in there too. So it'll be their first time. Well, let me tell our listeners all about Dreamland Ballroom and what the event's about, and how they can get tickets for this year's event on November the fifteenth. Friends of Dreamland are proud to sponsor Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Dreamland Ballroom, located on the third floor of the FlagAndBanner.com building in the historic Taporian Hall, is a nonprofit dedicated to bringing back the music, the history, and the party of the Dreamland Ballroom. Our annual fundraiser, Dancing Into Dreamland, will be a tournament of past champions to celebrate the 10th year. Mark Friday, November 15th at 7 p.m. on your calendar. The night will include a dance competition where audience members text their votes for their favorite acts, a silent auction, free hors d'oeuvres, cash bar, and your opportunity to experience the magic and imagine the music of the legends that played on the Dreamland stage, like Ella Fitzgerald, Ray Charles, Louis Armstrong, and many more. Tickets available at dreamlandballroom.org for the 10th annual Dancing into Dreamland. This year, the MCs for the event will be Alice 107.7's Pool Boy and Channel 7's Marine Glissovic. Be a part of the history of Dreamland. I'm getting the signal. We've got to go. There's your T-shirt, Dancing into Dreamland T-shirt. Thank you so much, Amy Bramlett. I've enjoyed you. Thank you to everybody for being with us. Uh, We'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed today on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio, and choose today's guests. Subscribe to podcasts wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream.